Only on Sports Radio 92.7 FM WFNZ. Straight fire. This is the Wesson Walker Show. Even the crowd knows what's coming next. We're trying to keep you up, upbeat on this uh, doomy Thursday, man. Doomy and gloomy. Doomy. It's raining. I don't think I've ever heard that term before, but it's been a doomy last couple of days. Yeah, I know. It's been doomy and gloomy is what I would say. Man, it felt like it was all quiet in the fishbowl. Yeah, we're working and we're prepping because we're grinding to give you the best Wesson Walker possible, but also just not necessarily upbeat. It's all raining, and the weather affects my mood. It really does. does it? And I try not to let it to. But every once in a while, it does. Now, what's great here is that all we see is the Jack Daniels doghouse sign, WFNZ, and we don't get to see outside. So I maybe could just make it up. It's just sunny outside, and maybe that's what I make up here today <laughs> on today's episode of Wesson Walker. We have Matt Darion from Locked On Lions, my Locked On brethren. He's going to be joining us at 120 to talk about Ben Johnson and if the Panthers might be better suited to just wait and see if they can go get Ben Johnson. We got plenty of head coaching news, but Wes, I was telling you, it was really hard to get a Lions guest. I got shot down. Yeah, I heard you saying that. The Lions are hot right now, man. They're that, you know, they're that person that, you know, nobody was messing with them before, and then when they get hot, you can't get a hold on. Like Wake Forest baseball, you know, they were kind of like that too. Not used to a lot of attention. And then when they started getting it, man, they didn't know what to do with it. So I was going after a bunch of Lions guests. And what I do, what I did is I, I messed up. And this is my first time messing up on a text to a guest request. So I was copying and I was having the same kind of format to all these guests that I was texting. It was, hey, can you come on to talk about Ben Johnson and the Panthers interested him and just break him down as a candidate. And so I gave the times available and I had something that was pretty much a blueprint on how I send these things, except I did not change the names out. And so when I sent the text to one potential guest and then sent that same text to another, but with the previous name. Mm. I said, could you join me? And then I he said, the best yeah, and it was to uh, it was to Justin Rogers. And Justin said, I, I accidentally put Dave in there. Mm -hmm. And he said, yeah, me and Dave are going to be busy today. Sorry, we can't do it. And I'm like, oh, no, I hope I didn't offend him. And so you can tell what what's the worst mistext that you've ever sent. 704-570-9610. And there is some real uh, NSFW material here. Not safe for work. <laughs> kind of text that you could be putting in here on the text line 704-570-9610 but i kind of had that today it's not a crazy mess up but it was one where i'm like all right well, that guy might not ever uh not ever come on the show and I so mean, that was frustrating yeah but i mean if you if you get on that type of time it's like come on now what's really up with you like you never make mistakes <laughs> you never do stuff especially in sports when you're doing stuff you're on the grind. You're moving at the speed yeah. of light, emailing people, prepping, studying, researching. Come on now. You never made a mistake. Stop it. If he acts like that, we don't want him on the damn show. Did one bad text sent come to mind for you when I uh, asked that yeah, question? That, I mean, the, the first thing you think about is dating. Like when I was in the dating <laughs> yeah. world and just dating, uh, you know, multiple women, you know, you have uh, 
You might send that wrong text, forget, especially if you get two with the same name. You got to really be cognizant of that. It didn't happen often. Yeah. But, you know, you might have those times where you send a text and you're like, oh, snap, that was for what's the name? And then you get that reply and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, dang. And like it, I, how many of them did you survive or did it just straight up uh, after the missed text was sent? I think I survived. I want to say I survived. I'd, I'd make up some nonsense as to why it happened. I'd make up something, but Shroppy, I'm that sure there's been one that's backfired that I don't remember. Shroppy is back on Wes and Walker. He's going to be filling in all week long, so he's with us for today and tomorrow while Fiddy fills in for Flounder, who's out sick. Shroppy, I have to imagine that's happened to you maybe once or twice. Yeah, there was an instance where I had plans to hang out with this one chick, uh, and then this other, check. and then this other, uh, this other girl said that she wanted to hang out. Mm-hmm. So I sent the snaps to the other girl saying, yeah, I'm down to hang out after I just told the other one that, uh, some, something came up and I couldn't hang out. So she wasn't very happy to okay. see I was making plans. With All right. Well, <laughs> well, real quickly, I think we need to go ahead and break this conversation. Oh, oh boy. Is this, uh, I just saw it, too, on the text line, and I'm trying to hunt, too, to see if this is official tissue. Shroppy, do you have the breaking news sounder? Oh, boy. Give me a second. You need to go ahead and one. find it because it's a big deal. It's a big deal if you want to go ahead and find that breaking uh, news Weston sounder. Walker starting off late. Oh, I see it. There we go. Where is it? We got come the news. On, come Fitty on, Shroppy. We blame Fiddy for come not on. doing it. Come on. Find it. Ian Rappaport on Twitter just broke the news. The Carolina Panthers are closing in on a hire for their next head coach. It's Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Ian Rappaport reports he is the guy that they're closing in on as their new head coach. Oh! A first-time coordinator. His work in Tampa this year, especially with Baker Mayfield, stood out. On to Bryce Young. Ladies and gentlemen... It looks like the we got Carolina a ball, Panthers coach. have their next head coach in Dave Canales. Let's go ahead and get off the bus with a new coach in hand. Go ahead, Shroppy, and open up the doors and welcome Mr. Dave Canales. We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn! Kick it! I can feel it! Oh! Throw away the rundown. Rundown's gone. We got a new head coach here. I'm not talking about Mike Vrabel anymore. We're not going to be messing around with any of these new coaching candidates. It looks like Dave Canales is going to be your new Panthers head coach, according to a report by Ian Rappaport. Let's just go ahead and get initial thoughts here. I'll tell you mine. I'm a fan of it. I told you that I was a fan not only because of his attractiveness and just the way of the looks, Uh which we broke that down. He was clearly number one. But, Wes, this is somebody that did a fantastic job with this Tampa Bay offense this year. Not only did you have Tampa Bay reach the postseason, not only did you see the Buccaneers win a postseason game, not only did they compete with the Detroit Lions, who are marching on to conference championship weekend, he also repaired what was a bad football player last year in Baker Mayfield at the most premium position in all of sports. They turned around somebody that wasn't there on a big contract that had bounced around to a few different teams and not given any of those teams enough of a reason to keep him. And yet here comes Dave Canales as a first year offensive coordinator and undergoes that reclamation project to the point where Baker Mayfield is out here playing really, really good football enough to lead that team to the NFL postseason. 
Baker Mayfield having had a couple of the problems throwing the football to his number one target, whether it be Odell Beckham Jr. in Cleveland, whether it be DJ Moore here in Carolina, that was no longer the case when Dave Canales and Baker were working together. Mike Evans, an already Hall of Fame built career, Mike Evans had one of his best seasons ever already on a Hall of Fame career with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback. The run game was bad, but it did get better as the season went on. You did see him work with an offensive line that was better than Carolina's, but also Baker Mayfield is somebody that makes offensive line play worse with how much he holds on to the football, and they were getting the football out of his hands quicker. He was throwing for over 4,000 yards. He was cutting down on the turnovers that had plagued him for so much, and I want that guy in this system. There were plenty of candidates that would have been worthy choices as the Panthers head coach, but Dave Canales being that guy that the Panthers are closing in on reportedly, I'm happy with this hire, Wes. What say you? I mean, to let the positivity begin to keep pounding. How many times do you think he's going to say that with as positive as we've heard that this guy can be? But uh, I think this is a good hire. Uh, when we talked about everything and broke it down, and uh, we spoke about it with Greg Allman, and, and, you know, they talked about how, you know, he's only been a coordinator for a season and things of that nature. But we've seen a lot of people come in, with limited experience that have done fantastic jobs. Also, we talked about the fact that this hurts a division rival. You take away their offensive coordinator that was responsible for their offense being such a success and revitalizing the career of one Baker Mayfield. And so now you take that away. And we've seen like the Philadelphia Eagles losing all the games they lost down the stretch. Offense didn't look the same without their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, who was in Indianapolis trying to resurrect that franchise. So who knows what that's going to do to Tampa, the division champions next year, with their offensive coordinator gone. Bryce finally has a consistent voice. Hopefully they will dumb it down. As John McCain said yesterday, and not have as many voices in his ear. Hopefully it will be Canales, the OC, and perhaps the quarterback coach, if that's the case. So I think that this is a really good hire for the Panthers. They got the young offensive mind that they're looking for. Off and running. Let's see what you do now. You got Dan Morgan, Dave Canales. Let's see what the personnel is going to look like now. Tell us how you feel on the text line about Dave Canales reportedly being the new Panthers head coach. 704-570-9610. Again, that number is 704-570-9610. Big Cat Dan writes in, I was hoping it was Mike Vrabel who did interview with the Panthers today. But he says, I like it. Let's go with Dave Canales. All night, Dwight says, what if Mike Evans comes with him? That would be nice. He could. I think Mike Evans will probably stay with Tampa Bay, but it would be nice to have Mike Evans, and I'm not going to shoo him away if he wants to come play for Carolina. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that, you know, Mike Evans could look at this thing. It's already been contentious. They didn't get a deal done. I'm sure Carolina will give him the money that he's seeking. He's going to come and have that continuity in that offense with Canales. He can play with Bryce Young and instantly become the de facto number one guy. Keep those 1,000-yard seasons coming. Get big catch numbers. I don't know, man. This, this place, if if they don't get him, I think that Mike Evans takes a long look at Carolina in the least. Lifelong rule hater said, kind of uh, putting the horse before the cart, aren't you? Jumping the gun a little bit. It just said he was closing in. Everybody's rolling with this. If Ian Rappaport. Yeah, it's everywhere now. 
if Jonathan Jones, if national NFL insiders are telling you that the Panthers are rolling with Dave Canales, they feel good enough about it in order to report it. And therefore, we should feel good enough about it to go ahead and discuss this as if he is the new hire here in Carolina. And so what kind of direction did Carolina decide to take with this hire? Let's break it down. Let's gather our thoughts and then we'll come back with more Dave Canales analysis. Ooh, I like that. Canales, analysis, analysis. Let's get it. More analysis coming up next. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. Thanks for joining us on Wesson Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Dave Canales looks to be the new head coach of your Carolina Panthers. If you want to send us your thoughts, comments, opinions, worries, whatever you want to send in, you can do it at 704-570-9610. That's the number for the text line, 704-570-9610. So here's what people are asking about the most. People are asking for him to bring over Mike Evans. That's a popular text that we're getting on the text line. And another question we need to ask is if Dave Canales is going to be the play caller. Because when we talked about other candidates like Brian Callahan or Frank Smith, those guys weren't calling plays for those teams. And so maybe they would divvy out that responsibility so they could focus on all the other responsibilities that come along with being the head coach of an NFL franchise. This is Dave Canales being in the NFL for a very long time, since 2010. He came into the Seattle Seahawks organization alongside Pete Carroll and alongside Dan Morgan, who was just named the general manager and president of football operations for Carolina a few days ago. So having that connection allows this to make all of the sense in the world. It's why we led yesterday's show with Is Dave Canales the favorite to land this job? The Mike Vrabel interview led us astray a little bit. It put us off the scent. But now we're back on it, as it's clearly being reported. He's going to be the next head coach. And so it all makes sense here. The question is, do you want him to call plays? Do you not want him to call plays? For me, Wes, if we want to focus on that, while plenty of other questions arise from this hire, I would tell you that I do want him to be in charge of the offense. Because Dave Canales isn't going anywhere unless he does an awful job and then he gets fired. And I don't want him to divvy out that responsibility to a different offensive coordinator only for him to get a better job if he does a good job here in Carolina. Gets another head coaching title somewhere. Even if you have stability of Canales being your head coach, I would like him to be the play caller. You you know why else? It's because he did a good job with Tampa as the play caller. Yeah, And if that is part of the appeal to why you hired him as the next head coach, then why would you get rid of one of the more attractive things about him as how he showcased that in Tampa Bay? So I do think that he's going to control the offense, not only from a game planning standpoint, but I do think he's going to be the one pulling the trigger on game day on what plays you are going to go with in certain situations. Yeah, I think he could, and I think he should uh, when you look at what he did, because I see a lot of people on the text line saying, oh, you know, you guys are saying that this is a great hire because he revitalized Baker. And, like, I don't get it. I don't understand. They took a guy. None of y'all thought that this guy was going to have the numbers that he had this season. Not only that, win a playoff game. Not only that, go to Detroit and battle Detroit all the way down to the wire uh, in this football game or in that football game. So, 
he called a great offensive game plan, even though Detroit's defense, I mean, granted, it isn't the greatest defense in the world. But still, like I said, when you look at the way that he was calling the plays, what this Tampa Bay offense did, nobody thought. We thought before the beginning of the season that this Tampa Bay team was going to be a cellar dweller in the NFC South this year. We thought with Baker and Kyle Trask that this team was going nowhere fast. And they went to the playoffs, they won the division, and they won a playoff game. So for those of you out there who are skeptical of the hire, I'm not saying the guy's Bill Walsh or somebody like that, but goodness gracious, I mean, Tampa overachieved this year. He was one of the big reasons why, and I think that that has to count for something. Totally agree with that. We can go to the text line, 704-570-9610. There are a lot of texts rolling in. People are happy, I think, mostly about this hire. This became a pretty top option for us, Wes, I think when we were started to rank some of the guys that we were most interested in. If Mike Vrabel could have been that higher, then I would have been understanding. Mike Vrabel, somebody that did set that culture with the Tennessee Titans. He did have playoff success. You do get to an AFC championship game. So short of a Super Bowl and a championship, Mike Vrabel experienced the next level of success that you could get. And it's something far and away from what Carolina had experienced under David Tepper to this point in his ownership tenure. So if Vrabel was that guy, even if he wasn't the offensive mind that I have been clamoring for this entire process, I would have been happy with Mike Vrabel as that hire. But he's not, as Dave Canales comes in. Now we can focus on some of the other offensive names. Ben Johnson was the top target for David Tepper last year. Ben Johnson also could not have another interview with David Tepper because the rules in the NFL are that you've got to be solely focused on conference championship weekend and anything else, that's a distraction. We know that teams don't like those distractions. And so Ben Johnson, while the Ravens coordinators, many other coordinators, all of them that are playing in conference championship weekend this weekend, were not allowed to have another interview. So really what was interesting is, does this hire happen If Tepper gets another shot at Ben Johnson, everybody was saying that it was a done deal that the Lions offensive coordinator was going to be the head coach of the commanders. It was just a matter of time. But the thing that's interesting is that Tepper is so damn rich that money's always going to talk and give you a shot. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep that door open just a little bit longer. And I wondered if Ben Johnson would have done the Matt rule thing, get the offer from the commanders. Call David Tepper, say, hey, I'm about to go to the commanders unless you want to pay me X million dollars more a year. You don't? Cool. I'm going to Washington. You do? Great. Let's talk a little further. But that's a long time to wait. Here we are, having already waited, what, most of this week. Here we are at 1227 on a Thursday. Ben Johnson's got to coach this weekend. And then I guess you'd be free the week before you get to the Super Bowl. Mm Mm-hmm. But at that point, you got the Titans already hiring Brian Callahan. An interesting conversation to be had there based off of ESPN insiders going back and forth. Looks like Carolina really did like Brian Callahan. And Tennessee did the whole, we're not letting him leave the building thing. That could have been your new head coach. Had that happened, you wouldn't have Dave Canales. And so there are opinions that you could have on this. Wes, would you rather have Canales over some of these other options that were there And maybe you could even include Ben Johnson. Would you rather have waited to see for sure? Like, would you have rather have seen confirmation that he goes to Washington? Or are you cool with this just going ahead and hiring somebody before we wait too much? Um, Yeah, because the question was coming into the show today, was Carolina pressing their luck waiting on Ben Johnson? Because the word was that 
Ben Johnson was a lock to the commanders and that the Panthers were going to wait because he had only interviewed with them and nobody else. But I think that, you know, when you go back and look at it, as far as them and, and what it is that they wanted to accomplish with this hire, I think that if you get a chance at Ben Johnson again, yeah, I mean, he's the top guy in the market, according to Carolina's board. We knew that that was the apple of their offer in the beginning since last year when he turned them down. And then all the reports started coming. As soon as Frank Reich was released as the head coach, everybody said Ben Johnson's the guy. And so um, I think I probably I probably would have waited to get one more conversation in with Ben Johnson to see if I could sway him, especially if I'm a guy like Tepper and I feel like my pockets can do a lot of the talking. I probably would have waited to see if I could get one more conversation with him to persuade him. Because when you're a guy of that stature, you feel like that you can be a closer. And so I would have waited to see if I could close on Johnson and steal him away. And so that would have been my plan. Yeah, I I just think because the idea is that, oh, okay, well, we'll just have Dave waiting in the wings anyway. Like, no, Dave, <laughs> Dave, we really like you. Just hold on real quick. We're going to ask Ben Johnson if he wants this job. And if he does, great. But if not, you'll come back, right? It's not a big deal. Does it matter to Dave Canales that he's the number one choice or not? Because I, I'm not... Even with them hiring Canales right now, I still wonder if he is technically their first choice, right? Like, I do wonder if it would still be Ben Johnson. It's just that he's not available at the moment because he's continuing to be a successful coach. Same thing with Todd Munkin. Same thing with Mike McDonald, if you wanted them too. It's just that we all knew Ben Johnson was the guy last year, and there was nothing nothing showcased this season that would have you fall off of Ben Johnson as your top candidate. No. And so that's what I wonder. But I guess I guess that's not entirely fair, though, because maybe Ben Johnson didn't show anything that would deter you from hiring him, but maybe Canales showed enough to where he surpasses him. I mean, think about it. We can go through all of these offensive situations, right? Detroit, while I think he is a tremendous X's and O's it's, uh, play caller, X's and O's mind, you do have good players there. But the offensive line is good. They're better than what Tampa Bay has. The quarterback, well, I know I give Jared Goff a hard time every once in a while. Clearly a really good season and is really accurate as long as the offensive line is also protecting for him. Then Jared Goff's going to pick you apart. And so that's what they were able to do. You go and you draft an Amon Ross St. Brown and you help develop him as a fourth-round receiver, also a really good player, and Ben Johnson does the most with these guys, but they even select him a weapon like Jameer Gibbs, who is balling in the postseason, and... They did a nice job of saving him, not using him a ton like a bowling ball so he'd be fresh for the postseason. But, man, he looks great right now. So they've got a lot of really good players. In Tampa, you don't have as good of a quarterback that we've seen the last couple of years. So you completely reclamated Baker Mayfield. That's a big deal. You do have great outside wide receivers. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, hell of a duo. Okay, those guys, you could argue it's the best duo in the NFL from maybe Tyreek, Jalen Waddle, whatever. I don't want to get too lost in the sauce there, but it's a great duo. And then everything else, it's good to average to mediocre, maybe even just outright bad when you're talking about the running game for so long. Yeah, Rashad White's a really good young back, though. Yeah, I and, like him a lot. And, and he is, and he came along a lot more. He came a lot along as the season went on. So I, I'm happy with this hire. I like it. I like Frank Reich, too. <laughs> once they decided on Frank Reich being that guy last year. But here's the difference. We haven't seen Dave Canales fail yet. 
we already saw Frank Reich fail mm-hmm. with the Colts. When the offensive line wasn't protecting in Indianapolis, Frank Reich was gone. Dave Canales, all we know is success from him, Wes, which part of that is because he's behind the scenes and there's not a lot of football for you to that's so visible, a lot of the decision-making that's so visible. This is the first year of that. But we can even go back further than just what we saw from Baker Mayfield this year. Geno Smith, that's another QB that nobody had any interest in him being their starting QB until he balls out the last couple of years with Seattle. But that didn't happen without Dave Canales being the QB coach there. Russell Wilson, being another small quarterback, starts balling immediately upon being drafted into the NFL. Like, we haven't seen Dave Canales be a part of a failing football team, really. I mean, think about that. If we want winning culture, then Seattle's a pretty good one to pick from. And the only year that you're in Tampa, you win a postseason game? Wes, if winning culture is still a big part of this, then I would say Dave Canales has even been a part of that for over a decade, almost 15 years. And again, too, like I said, you have to look at where they came from. Again, nobody thought that this Tampa team, nobody thought this Tampa offense was going to do this. There were people that thought that they were going to get steamrolled going to Detroit. And when you start to dig in on this offense, you know, two things that you have to like immediately that you look at is for one, Tampa Bay was ninth and fourth quarter points. Carolina was 25th. I mean, you got to be able to close. Closers get coffee, right? You know, I used to do sales, so, you know, sales term. Closers get coffee. Dave Canales coffee today. But, uh, you know, and another cool stat is their eighth. Tampa was eighth in third downs per game, right? Carolina was in that bunch in the top ten as far as you have a lot of third downs because you can't run the ball. It's hard for you to convert on first and second down into first downs. But they were sixth in third down offense in the NFL. So you're getting a crap ton of third downs per game, but you're adept at converting those. And that's doing that with an offensive line that doesn't run block that great. And they were 19th in quarterback sack percentage. But I think those are impressive stats when you talk about fourth quarter offense, third down conversions, especially being in situations, in that situation a lot. That tells me you can cook up a lot of plays that are going to help you to be able to move the chains. This is all about Bryce Young. Ian Rappaport had it in the breaking news tweet. On to Bryce Young. That's how he ends his report. It's the most important thing here in Carolina. So you had to go out and get your quote-unquote QB whisperer. Bryce Young needs to be reclamated a little bit right now. I mean, maybe that's not the fairest of titles to put on him, but we have one year and it wasn't good. There's a lot that needs to be fixed here in Carolina. Wide receivers need to be a lot better. Adam Thielen was your only guy last season, and he's over 30. Jonathan Mingo needs to continue to grow. You finally, you need a tight end post-Greg Olson era, a position that we have not been able to find. The offensive line is more important, I would say, than even the wide receivers, especially interior pass protection, where you had a bunch of injuries, And then when guys would step in, they couldn't block because they would get fooled by simple stunts. Can Icky be your left tackle? There's a lot of things to figure out. But the number one thing you need to figure out is if Bryce Young can be that franchise quarterback. So what is the Carolina Panthers? What do they decide to do? What is David Tepper, Dan Morgan? What do they think is in their best interest? They go get a guy that has been a part of creating Geno Smith into a 4,200-yard passer. 
They go get the guy that allowed Baker Mayfield to throw for over 4,000 yards, 28 passing touchdowns, and give you a 7.1 yards per attempt. Actually throwing the ball downfield. They allow play action to be a part of the scheme. They allow that running game, while pretty terrible, you guys want to stick with it. You don't even lose a sense of identity with this hire. Because he likes running the football. And even if he wasn't good at it, think about the offensive line that he was working with in Seattle. That Seattle offensive line has been criticized their whole run. Like, it was by far the biggest weakness, even when they were winning. Legion of Boom days. Offensive line wasn't good. Marshawn Lynch just being a Mack truck out there running you over and over and over and over again. The offensive line was terrible. But they found ways. Because Dave Canales has been a part of that, I like picking that fruit from the tree. I'm with it, Wes. It was a bad year. It could not have gone any worse. I really don't think so. Realistically, don't think it could have gone any worse. David Tepper, I hope you don't throw any drinks at the fans next year. I hope that you're going to be better tempered, if you will. But I do like this decision made. Bringing Dan Morgan in, we'll see. And bringing in Dave Canales, now we got a lot more work to do. But I do like the start to this offseason. Uh, I think Trey from downtown, he had a nice text saying, could the perception of this being a Dan Morgan hire rather than the guy Tepper really wanted to be what the organization needed to change the overbearing owner narrative. So I think that'll be something that we can delve in uh, on the other side or get into a, a little bit right now, just saying, do we think that this was a Dan Morgan hire? Because we know the relationship that those two had yes i do i think dan morgan probably that connection did help i mean that was in part as to why we thought dan can uh, dave canales would have been a good hire like that's why we had him as the favorite it, it felt like yesterday we could break that news we started yesterday's show with i don't know we got to have that breaking news sound already now i didn't know it was going to happen at 12 and you know 12 o'clock with 30 seconds having gone by what was it like 1205 not even that we broke it hell we were talking about what was your worst text that you sent to somebody right. <laughs> and so then we had to quickly transition but yeah it always made sense once dan morgan was going to be that guy and if dan morgan was a part of the hiring process having interviews with a bunch of these different candidates then yeah somebody that he's worked with before i i do think that it, it makes sense, at least on the surface, until we start to get more information on everything. It does make sense on the surface that this would be more of a Dan Morgan hire rather than a David Tepper hire. Like people saying Dan Morgan is this yes man. I, what evidence do we have of that here? If anything, the only connection that you have is with these two guys spending eight years together in Seattle. They came in at the same time with that Seahawks organization until Dan left for Buffalo. Also, speaking of the culture stuff, like Buffalo has built a winning culture up there too. I, look, David Tepper, I'm not telling you he's earned the benefit of the doubt. That hasn't happened whatsoever. And I'm not going to try to do that to you. Try to sell you on, hey, Tepper, he's always made the right decision. So let's trust him now. But what I'm telling you, if we were to just grade both of these moves in a vacuum, Dan Morgan's a lot harder to sell you on, at least with what he did the last couple of years alongside Scott Fitterer. But there is a really long timeline with him having been a part of successful organizations before. And with Dave Canales, the only thing we really know is working with successful units. Yeah, it's all we know. So that's all we can go off of. Feel free to keep texting in. I say we open up the phone lines. 
You want? I say we do too. Let's do it, baby. Call in. You want to let the people speak? Yeah. Let's give the people what they want. Call in at seven zero four. 570-9610. You can call in and share your thoughts on Dave Canales being your new Panthers head coach. 704-570-9610. It's Wes and Walker off and rolling. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You heard me crumble up the paper a little bit earlier. Throwing the rundown out today. Throwing it straight in the trash. But that's what we live for. Live radio, baby. Dave Canales. The news of him becoming the next Panthers head coach broke as soon as the show was starting. And we haven't stopped talking about the Panthers head coach. We want to hear from you not only on the text line, 704-570-9610. would also love to hear you call in as we take the pulse of Panther Nation. First man on the line is Double A calling in. Double A. What's we up, pre- Double A? We appreciate you dialing in, man. What's on your mind? Man, I love this Wesson Walker show. Oh, Thank man, you, man. We, we love Double A. We love you. It's reciprocated. Man, I miss Fitty. That's my <laughs> dude. Y'all know that's my dude. I love Ramsey. Uh, I love Carolina. He's, he's gonna that's love when I started to like on, you, man. He's going to love hearing that, Double A. He really is. <laughs> uh, Double A, what you speaking think about this? Speaking, speaking on Carolina Panthers. Yep. Oh, man. We got a good one. Oh, you like it? I think we got a good one. But the problem is we need speed. We're going to need wide receivers. We have to have the fast. Have you seen Miami? We have to we have to not only equal that, but exceed that. I think that is well well of course protection. Mm-hmm. We need both. You're right about that. We we absolutely need better wide receivers. We absolutely need a better offensive line. But it sounds like Double A likes the Dave Canales hire. We appreciate him calling in. He says he loves us. He says he likes the hire. That's a man. I in mean, a good that's mood. as good of a call as you can ask for, right there. We appreciate it, Shroppy. I'm sorry he said he misses Fitty though. It's okay. I understand. It's tough. He's he's paying his dues. He's the backup. You he's know be, what I'm saying? And yeah. you know he understands. All right, let's go back to the phone line, 704-570-9610. What are your thoughts on the new Panthers head coach, former now Buccaneers offensive coordinator, Dave Canales? Jason calling in to share his thoughts. Jason, thanks for the call, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I hope you guys are. We are, Jason. What do you think about it? At the end of the day, all these guys, these coaches, these GMs, they're all talented at some point in time, or they would be where they're at. But – this team has not had an identity or or, or culture since Ron Rivera left. Uh, if you take and go back when Dan Campbell was hired in Detroit, I think their first year they were like three and thirteen. But he established a culture, he established an identity, and he said, "This is who we are. This is what we're going to be." And they stuck with it and did it. You know, we can all have talent, we can have quarterbacks, we can have this, but you've got to create a culture. And you got to have an identity and stick to it. You got to have some guys work towards. And I think that's the first thing Canales can do is say, "Hey, this is who we are. This is what we're going to do. Whatever it is, if it's going to be like the last caller, if it's going to be the fastest team in the NFL, or if we're going to be the hardest hitting team in the NFL, we got to identify that and stick to it." 
Love the call, Jason. Thank you so much. I think that's a great point, and I love the comparison he brings in because here we are watching the Detroit Lions. Like, we're Squidward, and the Lions are Patrick and SpongeBob running around Bikini Bottom having all this success and fun. Hmm. Now, because of that, they did establish an identity right as soon as he was hired. Remember the celebration in the locker room after that postseason win? He gives the game ball to Brad Holmes. Really cool moment. The GM who helped him build that identity through the players that they drafted and the signings that they've had. But it was a process, man. I'm going so coach speak on you. I'm so sorry. But Jason's right. If you want to compare it to Detroit, Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, it was a bad first year. It was a bad first half to the next season. Then they started to figure it out. And now here they are in the NFC championship game. What kind of pro- what kind of patience should this Panthers fan base have for Dave Canales where understandably that patience might be running thin. Well, you saw obviously we all watched what happened this past season. You know what he's coming in, but now what he's coming in too, I should say, but now you got to look and you got to see how this offseason is going to go from a personnel standpoint. I know last year we thought this was going to be a good uh, offense as far as it being a good starter kit. And I know that I always said this was going to be a good starter kit for Bryce. Well, it didn't turn out to be that. But I think we need to see how this team attacks the offseason. And are you attacking it the right way? Are you addressing the trenches with the utmost of importance? Are you uh, addressing the skilled positions? But I think you have to start with the offensive line first and foremost. If I don't see two to three offensive linemen signed and drafted in its totality, two to three guys that you feel like a starter level, then I'm not going to feel great about what this offense can do next season. But uh, also, too, you know, you got to go out and let's see what they do finding that number one guy and not a number one guy that we have to have caveats about. Like we talked about with Adam Thielen when he came in and I was like, yeah, well, he's going to get numbers by default, but he's not a difference maker. Are you going to go out and get that difference maker? Are you going to get Mike Evans? Are you going to get T. Higgins? That's that's what I think is going to be the main thing that's going to really get these fans behind this hire. Uh, I need Jack to stop it with the Mike Dunlap energy he's bringing. He said this feels like a Mike Dunlap Bobcats hire. You stop it, Jack. Yeah, nah. Nowhere even close. Get out of here, Jack. We don't <laughs> want that negative energy. Let's go back to the phone line. Hopefully, Anthony brings some positive energy. Anthony now calling in at 704-570-9610. What up? Anthony, we appreciate the call, man. How are you? What's up, man? I'm fine, man. Uh, I like you guys' show, but I got to tell you guys now, I'm a former Duke player. A lot of football players, a lot of athletes listen to you guys now. I, I disagree with the hire. Okay. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You got to have, first and more, you got to have talented players around Bryce Young. And they're talking about trading already. You got to have some talented guys out there, the skill level, and on that offense to win. And right now, just hiring Dave Corral, that's fine. But I think the, the whole problem is we need to stick with the program and, and get some good players here in Carolina. That, that's, that's dedicated to the game, man. That's what it's all about. You got to love it. You got to be dedicated. You And you got to have that hungry spirit to win, man. Well, Anthony, and, it doesn't uh, sound like you don't like the hire more so than you just realize there's more work to be done, right? Is that fair to say? It, it, yeah, it's got to be. You got We got a lot of work to do, man. But I, like I said, you know, that's that's my opinion. You know, I played out there in the 80s. It's, it's more than just putting on that uniform. You got to love it. You got to eat it. You got to sleep it. You got mm. to get up, you know, your plays, brother. I'm telling you, to be a champ, 
You got to want to be a champ. You got to be in the heart. But it, like I said, I, I want the Carolina players to do well, and they will. And they will. We got to put get some talented guys in here, man. All right, not I, just, I agree not, with Anthony. Not, we appreciate the phone call, man. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that some former players will listen to the show as well. But do you think Dave Canales is still preaching that message? You got to eat the jersey. You got to sleep with the – you got to be <laughs> the jersey. We're going to get Jameis Winston eating, eating, the, eating the fingers. Look, man, uh, yeah, there's no question about that. We know that. That's why I just said this offseason is going to come down to what personnel is brought in. And as I said, doing it the right way. You can't just go out – and get the side items and not get the main entree, the meat. You know what I'm saying? You can get the potatoes and all that stuff, but you got to get that meat, which is the offensive lineman. You got to go out and get two to three of those guys. You're going to have to build through the trenches if this offense wants to have more success. And we've seen off seasons where the Panthers have addressed it a little bit. No, it has to be all out. Soon as free agency hit, the Panthers are on the phone lines calling the top two to three offensive linemen out there on the market at different positions, uh, you may not adjust the tackles, but in the interior, you got to be calling the top two to three guards on the market. Try to get one of those guys and the top two to three centers and try to get one of those guys uh, for next season. Let the record show that Wes's analysis is you got to get the meat. That's Wes's That's analysis right, for this Panthers get team. get that damn roast beef. Uh, um, we need to move on immediately. Let's go to the phone lines <laughs> one more time before we take a quick break and go to the next two hours. Panther Bo. Oh, familiar name. Panther Bo calling in. Bo, we appreciate it, man. How are you doing? What's up, Bo? Hey, doing well, guys. Hope you guys are, too. Uh, love the show. You guys do a great job. And, Thank you. Hey, what, a day for some, what a day for some breaking news with uh, the old Fiddy out of the uh, yeah, out of pocket. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fiddy's not, uh, Fiddy's not a fan of it. What about you, Bo? Are you happy with this hire? Yeah, man. Um, you know, I think every coach, even great coaches, they had to start off somewhere. So, uh, you know, give this guy a shot. Um, I think we got to figure out how we're going to, you know, build this team, build this roster, because I think it's a personnel issue and it's not going to be a quick fix. But, um, you know, start with that and uh, build a culture. You know, we got Dan Morgan in that office now, and, you know, I think he knows about what the Panthers' culture is. So, uh, you know, I think we're making strides in the right direction. Just uh, keep it going. Keep pounding, baby. Keep pounding, baby. I think that sums it up perfectly. Thanks again to Panther Bo for calling in. We have a couple of other phone calls waiting just to be on the air, maybe on the other side of the break. Rod, we know you're on the line. If you can hang on with us, we're going to get to you on the other side of the break. Same thing with PMAC calling in, and then maybe we can take some other phone calls on the Dave Canales hire. But we got to get to this commercial break, and then we'll come back and take more phone calls, talk more about Dave Canales as your new Panthers head coach. It's all coming up on Wes and Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.